Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, one and all, Cardinals and more, and welcome to Cardinal Athletes, the podcast where we don't talk to the members of the Catholic Church that have the cool hats, but we talk to the athletes at the Catholic University of America. We want to discuss life as a student and an athlete at our Division III NCAA school. I'm your host, Meredith Hamm, a senior media and communications major and an aspiring sport connoisseur, and together with my awesome co-producer, Jonathan Norman, we'd like to bring you Cardinal Athletes. On this fourth episode, I am bringing you rowers from the Catholic University rowing team. Everyone, please introduce yourselves. So, I'm Nicholas Martens. I am a junior finance major from Long Island, New York. I am Mackenzie Cart. Um, I am a junior. Um, I'm captain of the women's rowing team, and I am majoring in psychology and brain science and minoring in accounting. Hi, I'm Phoebe Ferris, and I'm a junior nursing major on the rowing team. Amazing. Well, welcome everyone. I'm so happy you all are here. I think this is going to be such a fun episode because I want to know the most about rowing, especially the anatomy of a boat. But first, let's kick it off. Are you guys all rowers or one of you coxswains or the different? I know there's different positions. I do know that much. We're all rowers. Yeah. We're all rowers? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Okay, yeah. so you guys have like killer arms is what I'm hearing. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, if we're, we're getting to anatomy <laughs> of the boat, killer legs. Oh. It all comes from the legs. I have heard this, and I would love to discuss more about that. Why is it that rowing comes from the legs? So you said you wanted to get into this. <laughs> the way the boat works, right? So we all have a moving seat. Yes, yes. We, we go up. We basically crunch our legs up as though we're doing a horizontal squat, and then we push off with our legs and follow through with our arms. So the majority of the boat movement and the weight of the water is pulled by the legs. So your legs go first, and like obviously your arms are a lot smaller than your legs. So like if you would like just use your arms, like you'd get tired a lot faster. So you use your legs as like your main source, and then you use your core and your back, and your arms come with it all. Okay, I gotcha. That seems very strange because I know the boat <laughs> is like so so narrow, yes, and mm-hmm. so small. So the idea of having like massive legs versus like massive arms yeah. just does not compute for me, but I do enjoy that a lot. It's not like <laughs> it's not like rowing like kayaking or canoeing. Like that's like just your arms. Like it's like a totally different movement okay. than you would imagine. I gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. And then more about the boat anatomy. I know that the seats are like on a track or whatever, so they move. Do you guys ever like slip and bump into each other? Yeah, this is actually <laughs> a really funny um, question. Into each other? Well, not into each other <laughs> unless you're just not paying attention. Um, but often I've seen people like slip off the tracks or um, we do drills sometimes where uh, we displace a lot of our momentum, so then uh, it causes us to come up off of the seat, and then when you land, you can either land on the seat or, like, throw the seat off the tracks. Um, you don't normally bump into each other, but, like, <laughs> a lot of movement <laughs> can upset the, the movement of the seat on the tracks, so... I actually did not know this much about boats. And we're going to give a shout out right now to my roommate, Katie Chimileski. I hope she enjoys the name drop because <laughs> she's helping out another friend with a senior project right now. and Or she might be in class. I don't know. But she's the one who told me all about the boats, the skeg, how much you guys like row, her like little seat and like, the little coxswain thing. I don't know. Yes. It's, it's amusing and I love learning about it and I want to look at a boat one day. Yes. I'm going to come to a race. And, like, your feet are in, like, shoes that don't move, so your feet stay still. What? So, but, like... You're in booties. <laughs> <laughs> They're not quite booties. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the entire, like, board itself, like, moves, like, forward and back. 
So, like, depending on, like, where that is situated and, like, where your seat's situated, like, it's easy for you not to have enough room to fully extend your legs. And if you don't have enough room, then that's why, like, the seat, like, goes off the track because, like, you're pushing back. But there's no more track left. Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. And it's, like, it's a thin material that the boat is made out of, too. It's, like... Carbon fiber. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Fancy. It's fancy. <laughs> I was imagining it was made out of plastic or metal. I don't know. <laughs> Does it, is it strong, then? Does it break easy? Do you guys break boats or no? Um, <laughs> last year. <laughs> yeah, you can tell the story because I don't really know the context. But, um, I mean, it's a lot harder than you would think because mm-hmm. it, the material is so thin, but it does happen. It's easy, I feel like, for the boat to become, like, punctured. Um, but usually usually you can also, like, repair it. But last year, um, a boat um, crashed into, like, a tree that was underground, which then, like, punk- or underwater, I should say, <laughs> which then, like, <laughs> punctured the boat. But, like, since they were in the middle of the river, that caused the boat itself to sink. So that happened last year. But usually we don't have, like traumatic experiences like that and I feel like you just like lose a skeg or you like scrape the bottom of the boat but yeah I have flipped twice <laughs> um <laughs> which is a little embarrassing but it's also a fun story so um if the momentum of the boat gets thrown off the boat itself can flip because it is so small and the amount of balance that you need to like set a boat is a pretty significant amount so if that balance gets upset it's very easy for the momentum of the boat to change and the entire boat will then flip over and capsize um <laughs> while you're velcroed into the boat no. so <laughs> um it's happened twice what type um, of boat i was in <laughs> so the first time i was in a four and uh we ran into like a retaining barrier at um in like ocean or in atlantic city and it was just because it wasn't our boat, and um, our captain <laughs> did not know how to steer it, which is okay. Um, but it was a very <laughs> like, dramatic experience. Um, I just remember like having to pull my boatmates out of the water, and that was scary. But um, then the second time was actually just last week. I was in a pair, and <laughs> I we were trying to get off the dock, and it did not work, and we just into the water we went. So. <laughs> I guess you guys actually, like, go down with a ship in this instance. Like, everyone just goes down. Yeah, nice. pretty much, yeah. Can't say I've flipped in a boat before. <laughs> it's a great bonding experience. <laughs> I will say that. Nice. Have you ever flipped a boat, Nick? I did back in high school. I, uh, I was coxing a woman's four oh. my freshman year of high school. <laughs> we, uh, we went out probably a little further than we should have been. Uh, and there were some waves out there. There were some waves and uh, just one big one over the over the side and everyone was in the water. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. So it was your fault? It was probably my fault. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was 100% my fault. That's okay. I mean, you haven't capsized one since. I have so not. I have not. Congratulations. Yeah. Good you job. Learned. You I did not learn. I haven't been coxswain since. So. <laughs> I, I, also, I have not been a coxswain since then. That's okay. That <laughs> I, I do love hearing stories. Do you guys have to know how to swim if you're on the rowing team? There do is they make you take a swim, a swim test? test. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> just, just a little lap up, up down the pool. I don't know what a lap is considered, actually. So maybe that is a lap. So many uh, meters there, so many meters back. I was a swimmer in high school, so it's <laughs> the equivalent of 50 meters. Okay. Um, it's a 50-meter swim, and then it's like a three-minute 
tread water in the yeah. deep end oh, and okay. put a life vest on yeah so they they make sure that if you guys do capsize you're gonna be okay they just yeah. know who to rescue first that's true <laughs> that's the moral of it all amazing i do i do love it learning this information i find it so funny i grew up in a like town in an area like for childhood and like high school where we didn't have rowing as a sport and when i came in our freshman year it was like the most advertised they wanted rowers they wanted coxswains and i was like this kind of seems like fun but then i heard about practice times and i was like never mind <laughs> but it's okay and it was very ironic because it came to bite me in the butt later and my roommate and my sweet mates my freshman year were all rowers that's so funny yeah. it's actually funny that you mentioned being <laughs> from an area that has like no water or no rowing because like that's how i grew up too and like i didn't row in high school but um, apparently the advertisements worked because here I am. <laughs> um, this is my third year rowing and I absolutely love it. Yay! We love rowing. We yeah. love D3 sports. True. Sports, sports, sports. <laughs> <laughs> but let's pivot a hot sec. How about we talk about the team and dynamics? Phoebe, you said this is your third year. What about you, Mackenzie and Nick? How long have you guys been on the team for? I've also only been on the team, t I guess. Not only, I've only been here three years. So I've been on the team <laughs> three years um, as well. Yeah, that's all your years. It's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> Same here, three years. Yeah. Okay, amazing. What do you guys, how, I mean, juniors, <laughs> how was it coming in during COVID and like seeing the team grow and stuff? Yeah. yeah. Oh. You can go. Okay. Go ahead. Well, coming in during COVID was definitely an interesting experience um, because it was mostly freshmen on campus. Um, and then there were a few upperclassmen who were living off campus, who were able to come to some practices. So I had an early opportunity to not only get on the water in a time when a lot of sports weren't practicing, but also kind of get to bond with some of the upperclassmen, which was a really, a really special experience. Uh, so that was, that was a really good way to start my time here. Nice. Okay, so I'm glad that was a positive experience. That makes me feel so glad. Yeah, I, I was lucky <laughs> that I was able to, to be a part of that. Good. Yeah, I would say we had a similar experience. Um, so our novice team and our varsity team um, was very separated our like freshman year, at least to begin. So coming out as um, varsity rower, there was like six varsity um, freshmen at the time. And we started off with a lot of like erging and running, which obviously is not necessarily the sport that you like signed up for. So I know that like a lot of people did not like that. And just like the men, we had the same opportunity to get in the water with some of the upperclassmen that lived off campus, but our dynamic as a women's team never had the same um, close-knit group that the men had until, until honestly, recently. So freshman year, although we had that opportunity, it was very, like, sparse and, like, more so, honestly, going out on the water with other freshmen at the time. So um, definitely sporadic, but definitely enjoyed it, and I must have liked it enough to stay on the team. So there you go. Because you guys are still here. <laughs> and Phoebe, your experience? Yeah, so I actually came on as a novice in the fall of 2020, and so I had no experience on an erg or a rowing machine, and I had no experience in a boat or on the water. Um, and I feel like it's really hard to decide how to teach people about rowing when you don't have the facilities to do that or, like, it's not safe to do so. Yep. Um, so I remember getting up for practices and coach Katie uh, telling us that we were going to be running and I was not a runner in high school I actually deemed myself a running hater um, so I was like oh this is great and I remember the first week sending Katie a really long text message and being like I don't know how to run 
Um, and But I really want to be a part of this team, so, like, do you have any tips and tricks? And I actually grew from someone who, like, hated running and would never do it and was never motivated to do it to, like, going out and running four and a half miles for fun. Really? Um, yeah. Wow. It was It was definitely, like, such a pivotal point in my life, too, because coming onto campus and not really being able to see anyone or not being able to talk to anyone other than, like, being outside um, – a close-knit group of the other novices and I would go for runs in the morning and that helped bond us and also it was really good for like mental health to get outside and be doing exercise outside so I really enjoyed it while it was unconventional I had a wonderful time so that's so awesome that makes me want to cry <laughs> <laughs> definitely wasn't a rowing team to start <laughs> we ran a lot <laughs> I mean running rowing yeah. the only difference is like adding and subtracting water so. <laughs> something like that yeah. yeah but that's good and I'm glad <coughs> the positive experience seeing the team grow you guys are all still here so we must like it to a certain point that makes me so happy and especially like because you guys have to travel for practices obviously get, like getting to the boathouse and the Anacostia I've heard it's not far but what time do you guys practice again? The women's team practices at 5.30. Um, we are on the water. So Lovely. we get to the boathouse at 5. Lovely. Men's, men's team starts at 6. How dare you? Yeah, we, get, <laughs> we get 30 minutes extra. So. They don't have any nursing majors. That's true. <laughs> we can talk more about that later. <laughs> <laughs> when we talk about majors, don't you worry. We're going to uh, come back to that. <laughs> yeah, so the drive... Um, the drive to the boathouse is probably about like 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes, depending what time you leave, what time you get there, stuff like that. Where is the it's, Anacostia? It's four and a half miles east of campus. Um, so like into Bladensburg, um, Maryland. Gotcha. My oh, so you cross the border. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ah, I gotcha. So my freshman year, I um, biked to practice a couple times, actually. <laughs> because Biked? I, I just wanted to be that, that person. Um, <laughs> like three in the morning? <laughs> um, so we used to practice at the same time as men. So we used to practice okay. at six. So I would leave at 5.30. 5.30 in the morning? Yeah. <laughs> oh and had to wear a helmet, too, because Coach made us. <laughs> yeah, because you were probably on, like, open roads. Yeah. Dude, that's insane. <laughs> I, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it's not far, but it was just like early. Yeah, and probably dangerous too. <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> maybe a little bit. <laughs> maybe a little bit. But then the water can be a little <laughs> bit treacherous too. Has the Anacostia ever frozen over? Like, can you guys not practice sometimes? Or because it's connected to the ocean, it's technically like salt water, and so it doesn't freeze? So usually, um, we don't practice when it's like cold enough to freeze over really oh. like we'll have mornings where we'll take the boats out of the water and the water will freeze onto the boat but like the water the river itself like doesn't ever freeze i think more it's like does it get foggy or is it like too rainy where you can't see what's going on or does the rain fill up the water in the boat and then you like that sink. has happened a <laughs> no. couple times. Not actually sinking, but like we do go up and overheads over practice or after practice, and uh, we have gotten like completely soaked from water in the boat before. So, oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay, so team dynamic. What about your guys' coaches? Because Coach Katie sent me like the lovely email, and she sent both of you guys here. And Coach Zach was nice enough to send you here too, Nick. So, have they been? your guys' coaches the entire time you guys have been a part of the team, or has there been, like, a shift? What do you guys think? Like, you want to yeah, start with start us? With yeah, I'll uh, So for the men's team, we just got Zach this year. Really? Uh, so so Zach, he's new. Yeah, so Zach just became our head coach, uh, and I think he's been doing a great job. 
there's been a little shift, I think, in the way that we run practices now um, and in the coaching style for sure. Uh, but so far, it's been great. And our results this season, I think, go to show that he's a, he's a good coach for us. So really excited to see where he's going to take this team. Yay. So um, as a varsity rower, um, we have always had Coach Katie on the women's end. Um, we have, I'm sure people will touch on this, we have rotated in and out um, some novice coaches. Um, but then also my freshman year, um, when we did go on the water a few times for, like, with the upperclassmen, I always had um, the men's old coach. So that was who, like, honestly was my first coach year at Catholic. Um, but Coach Katie has always been a pivotal part of my rowing experience here. And I feel like I have always had a good relationship with her. And it goes to show, I think anyone can say this, that she like goes above and beyond and all the work that she puts into the team and like spends hours and like she had a baby last year and like if you didn't know she had a baby like you would not know because she still puts in so much time and so much effort and I think that although we might not have had as, as much success as the men have in previous years I think that like the growth from last year to this year is like tremendous and I think that not only yes you can like thanks to coach for that but also I think that the way that she's been coaching us like allows us as athletes to be more willing to put in more time and more effort into the sport because it's that much more enjoyable when you do have respect for your coach and your coach respects you. Lovely. Yeah so I've had kind of a, a slew of coaches I mean even in my first year as a novice in the first couple of weeks we switched coaches so I started off with coach Gavin who is great and like really got the team energy going and he focused a lot on bonding which was really cool because coming in as a freshman during COVID was really difficult um, especially in the the area of like making friends so I think the fact that yeah. he had a lot of bonding focused practices was was really helpful and then um, pretty soon after Gavin left we transitioned to coach Sierra who I mean she essentially like taught me how to row um, I had no rowing knowledge prior to her, so um, she was great and just a, a good person for the novices to have, I think. And then after my freshman year, we most novices will transition or all novices will transition to having Coach Katie as their main coach. And I mean, like Mackenzie said, Coach Katie is incredible. Even when I was a novice, she was so like ingrained in the team and like focused on making sure that we were comfortable and we had like an idea of what we were doing. And I just remember like our first race piece that we ever did, like in the fall, she stood behind me and my teammate Marguerite and was like cheering us on the entire time, even though we didn't really know her. And um, I think that just goes to show like what an amazing coach she is because like it doesn't matter what your skill level is, she's going to coach you regardless. And I think like Mackenzie was saying, her coaching style has changed a little bit since our first year, but I think it's changed in a really, really helpful way, um, in a really, really great like dynamic way, because I think our growth as athletes has been like evidence of that. Um, so yeah. That makes me so glad. And like this might mean <clears throat> like nothing to people that don't understand this sport of rowing, but like we have in the fall, we do like 5K erg tests, um, and that's how like you basically um, like measure your level of like skill or like strength um, without like putting like other factors like skill 
like technique um, into it. So like it's just like pure time. Like you're on an erg for a 5K and like all out type thing. Um, and this year, like our 5K as average as a team improved by a minute and 45 seconds from our first 5K last year. Nice. And that's like a big number. So a minute is a very long like yeah. span of time, especially when we're talking in like race format. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I understand. I also used to run cross country, so yeah. I know the difference like a small minute can make. It truly does mean the world. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yay. It's definitely big growth there. So. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I'm glad you mentioned the fall because that gets into my next question about how is the rowing season divided up? Because I know we just finished the fall as it's early November, but you guys also have a spring season. Is it long? Is it short? What is it? So the spring season is actually our main competitive season. Oh, yeah. yes. What was so. the fall then? We only we um try to compete a little bit less in the fall. Just keep it as like conditioning. Um, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a lot. Of, it's a lot of training. What yeah. we're really focusing on is finding our form, finding out how to work better as a team, and seeing how we look in races. Um, and this gives us an opportunity to know what we want to train over the winter, um, whether that needs to be more cardio, whether that needs to be more strength, whether that needs to be more technical, um, and that, so that gives our coaches an idea of you know, what we're going to focus on going into our spring season. Good. And our spring season, although it is, like, our main competitive season and, like, the season itself is longer, the races themselves are shorter. So in the fall, we race 5Ks, whereas in the spring, um, we race 2Ks. So the way that I was always introduced to rowing is that think of it as, like, cross-country versus track. Mm-hmm. Um, so the spring season is, like, your track season. So it's 2Ks. So, like, if you can build up um, all your, like, like strength and like endurance and all that in the fall and see how much you can grow from there like you can only be so much better in the spring so that's kind of like the whole point of it is to see where you stand before we just like throw yourself into basically a sprint (laughs) i we love sprinting (laughs) (laughs) interesting okay okay because i don't know what i was thinking for it and i know multiple sports have like you know, either the fall is their main season or the spring is their main season, and then they'll have, like, a small, like, mini season afterwards. But I felt like the rowing season was just super long in the fall. I thought it was, like, a year-round kind of a thing. Yeah, um, I would say that the fall, I like to call it, like, low and slow. Not slow in the sense that, like, our our speed is slow. I mean, it's slower than you would race a 2K because a 2K is an all-out sprint. Um, You're only racing for 10 minutes, so it's, like, what can you – or – mostly less than 10 minutes (laughs) so it's like what can you throw yourself into for that amount of time versus the fall you're really really focusing on endurance and um, a lot of our training was mostly endurance so we were just trying to get those kilometers in um, really trying to focus on our technique and like how we can be the most efficient as a boat Um, and so I think that's why it seemed kind of long because we didn't have a lot of races and then our two races were like right at the end. Um, so I know for me, it kind of felt like a big build up to two like really fun races. Gotcha. Good. And then jumping ever so quickly to the technicalities, you mentioned a women's four. So I know distance, does distance vary for races and does the amount of people in the boat vary for races? Like how, how does a regatta happen. <laughs> yeah, so at a like singular regatta, like every single race will be the same distance. Like in the fall, like all your races will be a 5K, give or take, unless you're in Philly. Um, <laughs> yeah, somewhere between 4,000 and 6,000 meters. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, it's supposed to be supposed to be a 5K, but who knows. And um, 
so every race will be the same, but it's like categorized into heats. So like there will be like there could be a men's eight or a men's four heat, and then like that's just like the amount of people in the boat plus the coxswain. So gotcha. there's really actually five people in the boat and really actually nine people in the boat, okay. um, but eight rowers or four rowers, and then it's just divided into women's, men's, fours, eights. Okay. I'm glad I asked. Does the size of the boat change too, depending on how many rowers there are? Yeah. Oh, so you guys got baby boats. So <laughs> we we have we race fours and we have race eights, um, and an eight has eight seats. Um, you really you have to row a boat with the amount of people that are meant to be in that boat, otherwise it'll become very uneven. Um, and then or we sink the boat and then we go down with the ship and. <laughs> and then we're at the bottom of the True. Anacostia. <laughs> um, Hopefully not. Or if the power isn't evenly distributed, then the boat will just go around in circles because everybody just rows on one side. So if you're missing a person, then the boat's just going to go around in a little circle. <laughs> you're not going to you're not going to go very far to race if you're we set up practice like that. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys only have rowers on one side of the boat. Well, so you sit in like the center of the boat. It's just like a narrow little pencil. Yeah. But you only have one oar, which is on one side or the other. Are so every other seat is like oh, okay. left or right or forward or port. I thought meant that all of the oars were on one side of the boat and that's why everyone went <laughs> oh. to I, I understand like, why yeah, you that would make sense. <laughs> no, that would make sense. <laughs> you wouldn't, it wouldn't be a very efficient race. <laughs> do you guys have favorite positions in the boat? Like, do you know where you like to be? Do you guys like the front, the middle, or the back? I, I like to think about it like a roller coaster. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I laughed when you asked this question because I do. Um, <laughs> a lot of people on our team can row both port or starboard, but for some reason my brain can't figure out how to row port. Um, <laughs> I row starboard, so that means I mostly sit uh, either um, three, five, or seven, and my favorite seats are probably five and seven because five is in the middle of the boat, so we like to call that the powerhouse of the boat. Um, so they put a lot of really, really strong rowers in the middle of the boat. I mean, everyone has to be a strong rower, but those people are like mostly strength and power focused. Um, and that, I mean, it makes me feel kind of cool, like <laughs> being able to be in the powerhouse. And then um, I really like sitting seven seat too, because you only have to focus on one person in front of you, um, which I don't know, it, it helps my brain sometimes. And also it allows me to focus on my technique more because when you're sitting in either the front or the back of the boat, um, not in the powerhouse of the boat. Uh, you have to really, really be technical. Um, and I mean, one thing that I worked on this season a lot was my technique. So sitting in seven really like shows that the technique focus has uh, helped a little bit. My favorite seat of the boat is probably <laughs> bow. Um, so bow would be one seat. So very back of the boat. My mom gets confused by this. Or like so the first person across the finish line um and I like being back there because like it allows me to just like I don't know really like ingrain in like the same tempo as everyone else in front of me I think that it's really easy for me to like just like forget like tempo and just worry about like speed when I'm towards the front of the boat um so I like being back there I got my own like can lay down when we're not right rowing <laughs> uh so I'm a starboard rower uh, and I definitely tend to be placed more towards the bow. Um, and that's because I'm lighter for a male rower. Um, and You're like so a tall dude, though. I'm not that tall. Really? How tall no, are not you? Not for a rower. So for, like, really good rowers, most of them are going to be over six foot. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I'm 5'10". 
So <laughs> I could be a good lightweight rower. Still taller than myself. He's a shorty. I am, I am <laughs> for a rowing team, yeah. Short yeah. king. <laughs> I am five, so you all look very tall to me. <laughs> um, but so being lighter, it's more advantageous if I'm in, towards the bow because there's less weight pushing the boat down. So there's going to be mm. less um, force pushing against the boat essentially. Is the water. Yeah. I didn't even think about weight. Less drag factor. Yeah. So you put the heavier rowers more towards the stern, lighter rowers more towards the bow. Mm-hmm. That's how it typically will go. Nice. Yeah. So that's why, like, also, like, the powerhouse, quote unquote, like, obviously, oftentimes the more muscle you have, probably the heavier rower you're going to be. All makes sense. So all math is math. And yeah, <laughs> I'm just jacked, guys, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I think this is the perfect opportunity for us to take a break, go get jacked, and then we're going to come <laughs> back and I want to hear more about your guys' academics. Thank you guys so much. Of course. Yeah, thank you. Alrighty, everyone. Welcome back to the second half of this podcast. Now we are going to talk about the student part of student athletes. So Mackenzie, Phoebe, and Nick, reintroduce your guys' selves and tell me your majors and minors if you have them or certificates. Like, I want to know everything, all of the academic wonders. And I will also talk about myself. Go ahead. I'll start. <laughs> so um, I'm Mackenzie. Um, I'm a junior. And I am currently a psychology and brain science major. I say it that way because I had just switched over at the very end of last semester. Um, I used to be a nursing major, so I have the Spanish for Healthcare certificate right now. And I'm also (laughs) minoring in accounting. So kind of all over the place, um, but that's where I stand academically. That sounds like a logistical nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you're getting through it. I'm very proud. That's a lot to tackle. You're doing a great job. (laughs) So I'm Phoebe. I'm a junior nursing major with a psychology minor. Uh, And I'm Nick. And I'm a finance major, and I'm pursuing minors in economics and Asian studies. Ooh, okay. Yes. So we're getting a little bit from everyone. And then, obviously, I'm a media major. My minor is in philosophy because I like knowing the answers to questions. I'm nosy like that. And I'm doing the digital art and design certificate. So just things here and there, artsy things, kind of like this. This doesn't count for anything, though. This is all for fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay, awesome. So juniors coming in. Phoebe, I know you're currently doing clinicals. I am. How is that going? I absolutely love my clinical placement this year. I like think I got really lucky. Um, I am at Sibley Memorial Hospital um, on their unit 7 West, which is the behavioral health unit. I'm in the mental health section of clinical nursing right now. So it's it's been very eye-opening and very fascinating um, to watch people who are struggling with mental illness and like what that looks like for everyone. Um, Cause it's very different than like what you see in the media or on the news. And it's also very different from person to person. Of course, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I know junior year clinicals like make a break, not all nursing majors, but I know it's like a good telltale sign of like what you want to go into, what you're like truly interested in and where you like want to end up being. How many days a week do you have clinicals? I just have clinical um, one day a week, but I think what you said about it, like making or breaking your nursing experience is really true. Um, I think 
it has definitely reinforced that this is what I want to do because I do love the hands-on aspect of nursing and um, it's definitely a lot different than sitting in a classroom for five days a week. So stop such a good soul. Like, <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy. <laughs> you. And then Mackenzie, psych and brain sciences, very, yeah. very STEM based. Do you like math? Um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to be through it. Um, <laughs> so quite frankly, like I didn't, um, love my nursing classes and that's why I, switched and had like nothing to do with like the idea of being a nurse like I loved the idea of being a nurse um I was like sitting in the classroom and I was like I I can't be here um so unfortunately I do still have a couple of those classes or mainly just one this semester where I'm like okay like this is just giving me flashbacks like my nursing classes um but I love all my business classes I'm taking this semester um and I think psychology is really interesting so I'm still liking it it's just it's I'm way more like like, I'm way more willing to study for, like, a business exam than my, like, brain and behavior exams, but only because, like, I'm more into that side of things right now, so. But I'm liking it. Good. I'm glad. Definitely happy I made the change. And Nick, I imagine you are also very happy with your studies. I'm very happy with finance. Um, I've had some great opportunities to the business school here. Um, I did an internship last spring semester through the summer in Boston mm -hmm. through Fancy. the Elevate program at the business school. I have another internship lined up for this coming summer that I'm super excited about. Um, and so getting that real world experience has been great for me. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited to continue with it. I know the Bush School is super nice. Do you have all of your classes in there? Right now, I do. And I'm very happy about that. <laughs> it's a beautiful building. The classrooms are amazing. The amenities are really nice. Um, and it's great to be, you know, around the other business students all day. And there's always people in there that you can network with. There's always business events going on. They have the Bloomberg terminals. If you want to log on and do some work on your own, it's always available. It's a great space. That's cool. And it's also very fancy. I have been inside, and I'm very envious and jealous. This is our humble abode, the media department. We have a computer lab. We have this lovely podcasting studio. And that's about it. It's <laughs> not too bad. But no, it's not too bad. I am very grateful for all this technology. It is super crazy nice. This entire service panel, I don't know what this is called, recording panel, whatever this is, it's super cool. <sighs> okay, where are psych and brain sciences classes? Um, kind of all over the place. I have, yeah, I think that psych usually, like its home is O'Boyle. Um, oh my gosh, no, not yeah. all the way up in the hill. I do not have any classes there this semester. Ouch. Um I have you're good. Yeah, I have two in McMahon, one in whatever the little twin classrooms are across from like the library, like those little buildings that look the same. Oh McGivney maybe. McGivney? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then yes. I have a class that in. Coming through. <laughs> mm -hmm. We'll also talk about that too. Oh yes, I'm excited. <laughs> and then I have a class in the Bush School, which I love. So yeah. And then I know it's not finished yet, but how excited are you for the new nursing school, Phoebe? I'm really excited for it. It looks like it's coming together a lot faster than expected. Um, oh, definitely. I don't know. Like, I keep going out there and being like, whoa. So it's basically done, um, which it's <laughs> not. But <laughs> the um, walls are still exposed and the beams are still working. But it's, yeah, it's basically but done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the structure's there. Yeah. No, I'm excited. I really hope that, like, at least in the spring of next year, we're allowed to mess around in there a little bit if not like have classes in there um they've been actually like pulling us out of classes to have us 
test technology that they want to try out. So mm-hmm. I know someone that got pulled out for um, virtual reality uh, exploration of the heart, which was really cool. What? Um, yeah, so apparently you can like put on these virtual reality goggles and you're basically in a heart and the instructor can. <laughs> what? It sounds crazy, but my friend did it and she said it was really interesting. Um, like the professor can like show you or something, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh my gosh, that's insane! They can like show you different views of the heart, like different like cross sections. They can show you what it looks like with blood in it. They can show you what it looks like when all the blood is pumped out of it. They can like highlight different parts of it. So I'm really excited for a lot of the new technology. I mean, when I was touring colleges, I saw some pretty cool stuff that I think we are s- trying to implement. So hopefully, we get some of that stuff. But right now, we're just in. In Gowan, good old Gowan. Good old Gowan. <laughs> I have, I frequent this part of campus very often, as I had my LCs in Pangborn, mm. and I have had philosophy classes in Gowan, and the two other buildings that are like really close by to it, the ones that all like connect through the tunnels, mm-hmm. even though they're three separate buildings. Yes. So strange. Yes. yes. Very, very strange. strange. But I love it. Okay. So, are you guys' favorite buildings on campus? The ones you have the most classes in, or do you guys <laughs> prefer like other places? Because personally, I like what's really funny too. Caldwell is very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very peaceful, uh, even though they're doing lots of reconstruction on it. But the prison is also pretty sweet. Yeah. And I like this building too because it's very like the not this building specifically. I'm talking about the Crow Building because in the basement it's just us, and I can have all of the privacy and technology at my fingertips. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, I like <laughs> Gowan is interesting because the Gowan Auditorium can leave a little bit to be desired. It's very like dated feeling, but I have had some of my favorite classes ever in that that auditorium, so I wouldn't really trade that. But when you go up to the third floor to like the simulation um, areas, it's I mean, it's a blast. I love my like simula- simulation labs. I have so much fun in those classes. And um, it's like hands-on, but you're not working with actual patients. So it's very low stakes, hands-on. Um, and it allows us to like explore in a way that we wouldn't if we were like with an actual patient. Like It gives us space to mess up. And I think that's how you learn. So um, I don't know. I love Gowan for that reason. But I also like the Priz a lot. <laughs> is where we get food mm-hmm. that's good for great learning experience i i do love that you guys can do like low stakes learning and not be super pressured it's awesome kenzie um i think since freshman year my favorite building on campus has been the frizz um <laughs> my freshman year like before the eatery yeah the eatery upstairs was open like it was just like the tables Y'all up there it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We'll use normal terminology. So, like, I would sit up there from after LCs until the prison closed. Like, I was, like, kicked out of the prison, like, every single night. Like, I would stay in there all day, like, literally just doing work. And then if it was nice enough outside, like, I would sit outside and, like, all day and do my work. So, I've always loved the prison. But um, in terms of classes, I honestly um, will be a bandwagon and say that I like the Bush School. Um, and, like, for studying and stuff, like, it's just, like, peaceful and, like, at night, like, just getting, like, a little bubble and, like, sitting there and you have the whiteboard and, like, doing your work. I don't know. So I will be a bandwagon on that way, but. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to agree with the business school. <laughs> I mean, I spend most of my time in there, uh, but the technology and the way it's designed, it's a great place to do work. Uh, I am hoping that the new dining hall will uh, be able to compete for my attention as 
the uh, the best building on campus. But yeah, I think we'll have to wait and see. It yes. might have to take over the Prez. It, honestly, yeah, it's a lot nicer looking than the Prez. The Prez isn't that great. <laughs> it's, it's so pretty from the outside. I just can't wait till the fence. The Prez. No, 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 no. Oh. John Garvey. Hall. <laughs> <laughs> like the Prez is probably one of the ugliest buildings on campus, I minus <laughs> Hannon. <laughs> We have ve some very interesting design choices. Yeah. I like that we're trying to make it more unified, though. Yeah. Like, did you guys notice how Garvey Hall has, like, the stone structure that's actually really similar to the Bush School? And then the new nursing it, school, Yeah, too. and the new yeah. mock-ups for the nursing school, it's looking like the Bush School a lot. So oh, I'm, like... school. Yeah, they all yeah. kind of tie together there. Yeah, and I'm it ties together with, like, the front of, like, Father O'Connell, like, on Monroe Street, as well yeah. as, like, Gibbons. They all have that like castle-y effect, which like yeah. really appealed to me when I was coming here. Like Villanova kind of vibes. Yeah. True. Cause I was like, man, I, I want to have like classes in the Princess Tower, which is like, because <laughs> there's that one part of Gibbons that faces the Basilica that looks like a Princess Tower. It's like, that that's true. perfect. I would love that. It used to be a castle. I know. I never lived there. But I could I give do you a fun fact if you want. It's yes. it's one of two castles in DC. One of them is the Smithsonian Castle, and then one of them is Gibbons. <laughs> So I was right. All those years. Yeah. I love it that. is a castle. It is. I had my LCs in the basement of basement of Gibbons. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to yeah. be in the castle. Yeah, I did. It did not feel like a castle down there. <laughs> it was a white wall, like just a room with four white walls, no windows. It kinda felt like a psych ward, not gonna lie, but <laughs> yeah. Every everywhere is different though. Yeah. Yeah. But that's cool. Okay. Jumping on to more like clubs and things. I know being varsity athletes, not a lot of free time is given, especially with super crazy early morning practices. But do you guys find yourselves involved in things? Phoebe, I'm gonna save you for last because then we're gonna talk about orientation. Okay. <laughs> Mackenzie, do you or what are you guys involved in? Um, I like to get involved mostly in events at the business school. Um, I used to be a member of the investing club. Uh, there was a lot of clubs that I was a member of and that I went away to Boston for a semester and I have yet to kind of join back into those because uh, I've been busy with a lot of other things right now. Um, but, you know, they, we have the investing club there. I know they started a new finance institute that's really exciting. Um, and then they always have uh, networking events, career fairs you can go to, um, and then plenty of stuff that you can do on your own. And that's stuff that I always enjoyed before I left for Boston. Uh, I also used to lecture on campus. I'd like to start doing that again. Aww. Yeah, that was something that I, I, I wasn't doing since I left, uh, just because I, I got off the schedule. And so I'd like to start doing that again as well. That's so sweet. Yeah. I love that. Um, as far as clubs go, like I'm truthfully not really involved in any clubs Do at the moment. Do you want to be involved in one? <laughs> what? Do you want to be involved in one? What is that? The Italian club. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> it conflicts a little bit with the Spanish for healthcare, yeah. but I promise, because you're talking to the president too, <laughs> I can get you involved in some events. I have one next week. It's called Cannoli Night. Oh, you, fun! You all should come. We okay. make cannolis. That's so cute. It's a grand old time, and it's actually in Caldwell, ironically enough. Oh, that's fun. So yeah, I am, um, I am captain of the rowing team this year, though. So that's exciting. Little. Gives me a little bit more responsibility. Um, so I definitely do, like, put a lot of time into rowing and, like, the team. Um, and then, I I don't know, this year just has been, like, kind of a learning experience, kind of trying to figure out, like, my future, applying to internships and things like that. And then in my free time, I really like to golf. So it's nice to have that extra free time to be able to go out in the afternoons or the weekends. Do so, you, yeah. Do you golf nearby? Yes, I actually do. Do you know that we have a golfing team? 
We do have a golfing team, but the club team is um, vanished now. No. Yeah, it used to exist, but is it doesn't it anymore. Club sport or a varsity level sport? It's a varsity level sport, and I would have to sacrifice either rowing. And if it was honestly, <laughs> sorry, Coach Kitty, if it was happening in the fall, was the golf team's main season, I would consider it. But I would never want to sacrifice the spring season of rowing. We love loyalty to rowing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Before we dive into OA stuff, Phoebe. Are you involved in anything else? Yes. So um, <laughs> my my freshman and sophomore year, I was on the Washingtons, which I know Katie Chmielewski is a part of, and I miss it dearly. But it you did. Should start singing again. I I really should. It brings a lot of joy to my life, but I just haven't had time to commit myself to anything else because I am also a member of Peers. I'm actually Yay. the team lead for the sexual assault and violence education team. Um, and I love that. I love what I do. I get to provide people with resources and workshops to educate about sexual assault and violence, which I think is something that is not talked about enough and it needs to be talked about more because um, it often gets like pushed under the rug and I think a lot of people aren't aware of the resources we have on campus to support them. So um, that's, that's a little snippet into why I do what I do with peers. Um, but I love it. It's such a great community and like everyone there just wants to be able to advocate for other students on in the student population. And then obviously <laughs> orientation, which um, you are also a part of. It's, it was such a crazy experience. And I think this is like the first normal year that we've done it since my freshman year yeah. as the reigning senior here. Because um, <laughs> you guys had your COVID year. The year following was... Kind of funky still. Kind of funky still. They had to do a majority of the stuff outside, like play mm -hmm. fair they did outside, just like how we did it this year. They play did. Oh, they held so, there was still like regulations and stuff, and they mm -hmm. still had to like be very cautious. This year, though, it was pretty much back to normal, and I'm so sorry that you guys didn't get to have that experience, but I thought we had such a great fun time, and we just had our OA banquet too, so it was really great to see everyone again. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of part of why I decided I wanted to be in OA, is because I wanted that like normal orientation experience, or be able to give other people that opportunity, um, but I had a really fun time. I don't remember, was this your first year as an orientation advisor? Okay, it was mine too, so Yay! I feel like... Oh my goodness, are you going to reapply? Oh, I, I would love to. Yay. Yeah, I really want to. Um, I had so much fun with it last year, and I think it really caused a lot of growth in me that I didn't notice until afterwards. Um, it definitely made me more social and more comfortable around people and, like, just going up to people and saying, hey, um, I was, like, very chatty before, but I feel like now it's, like, <laughs> even more, and I'm even more comfortable going up to people that I don't really know um, and talking to them. Uh, but yeah, no, I love orientation. It's incredible. It was such a wonderful time. And I honest, honestly, like even as a senior applying for it, I had the time of my life. I felt like I wanted to do something like leadership involved. And I finally got my chance at it and my crack at it. And I, it, it was crazy. We got very little sleep, but it was definitely worth the payoff in the end. I was able to make so many connections. Helping other people out like truly does bring a smile mm -hmm. to my face. And just like doing this podcast, it brings a smile to my face to learn more about you guys, introduce yourselves, to like learn more about the programs and things we offer here. Because truly, I think everyone should know we are a research institution, but we have 
varsity level D3 sports. We have so many club opportunities. We have ways for people to get involved, different schools, different sectors. You can cross departments. You can be in nursing. You can purely be with the business school. You can do all of these things, find the balance, and have a great time. And this is key for all of you freshmen out there and future freshmen listening. Apply for orientation and make sure you go your freshman year because it will absolutely change your life. And it is very necessary and a great experience. Yeah, I feel like you don't really like experience it until you're actually in it. And I would say like I it's it's truly like had such an impact on my life that I didn't even think (laughs) would have happened. I just thought it was going to be like funny and silly. And then like we have our like banquet and our like end of semester cry circles like end of training cry circles (laughs) and it's like (laughs) it seems like so cheesy but it's like you don't realize how quickly you connect to these people and you like kind of understand how like who they are as as people and why they do this and it's just amazing it is truly a wonderful experience this does lead into my final question for the evening to all of the potential rowers out there that are looking at Catholic prospectively, or just people in general that are interested in the programs, nursing, finance, and psych and brain sciences. Do you guys have any advice you wanna give them? Um, <coughs> I just think that like it is very manageable to take on like all these different opportunities. Um, between like being a nursing major the past two years and like knowing that they have a difficult workload and then I still feel like I have a difficult workload this year but definitely have a more spread out schedule than I have had in the past and um, being like committed to rowing um, having practices every day and plus your lifts and if you want to do a little bit of extra work like to take that step like I really do think that you do have time for it and like this past week and a half we have been like off season and I was just like talking about like how much like I can still get done and like being like an art <laughs> like there's so much time in the day and like obviously like if you don't do a sport here there's other things for you like there's so many other clubs to get a part of and I just like think that it is important to get a part of something or like it's so easy to go like crazy because like I was like talking today like I was like worried about not having enough time to study but I woke up like late like I woke up at nine and I still had like five hours to study to my exam and like so I don't know um I think take on like all the different opportunities that come your way um more the merrier and if you need to let go of something let go of something but there's plenty of time in the day and you have so much freedom without your parents there (laughs) yeah I would I would say like in terms of the rowing team you know if it's something you're interested in then 100% go for it um all my closest friends here, they come from the rowing team. I think if you asked anybody on the men or women's rowing team, you know, who their closest friend circle is, it's other people on the rowing team. I mean, the bond that, you know, we build together is is truly something special and something that will last when we're out of school. Um, like seeing Nick at Easter Mass. <laughs> yeah, we ran into, into each other at Easter Mass. We live in different states, but we just so happen to be at the same mass with no coordination. Yeah. yeah. Um, so still friends with each other. Like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. definitely um, love it. Uh, and then also, you know, the team is growing really fast, and we're getting a lot better. Uh, we became a, a varsity team, I think, in 2018. So we're coming into our sixth year now. Uh, so this is a brand-new team, and we're already competing at a high level. We have some great recruits coming in. We had a great recruit class this year. It's just super exciting. Um, you guys and made any, IRAs. 
Yeah, and anybody that's coming in, you know, they know that they can leave a legacy behind here at Catholic. And that's, that's something that you can't say for a lot of other schools. Yeah, um, I will say I think coming in as a freshman and having to look at all these classes you have to take for your major and all these involvements that, you know, are kind of like trying to catch your attention um, and like sports and the opportunity that sports give you can be really, really intimidating and um, it can be a little overwhelming. But I think if you're interested in something, go for it. I mean, the worst you're going to have to do is let something go. But I think you're going to regret missing out on what you don't get involved with more than you're going to um, feel bad about having to let something go. And people are really understanding if you do realize you've taken on too many commitments. But I would say no matter what your major is, being on the rowing team is doable. I know that there's a lot of doubt um, surrounding certain majors and like whether or not it works with the schedule, but I would say the coaches are also very amenable to adjusting practice times. Like um, if you can't work out one day because you're super overwhelmed and you have a lot of classwork and whatnot, as long as you make it up later in the week, like they don't really care. Um, I think part of what I've learned this fall is that you can do what anything you put your mind to. Like truly, I know that sounds super cheesy, but um, I really didn't think, I honestly didn't think I was gonna come back this semester because I thought that it was gonna be too much work and I would not change my decision for the world. Like I've had a blast this past semester. This has been my best season so far. I mean, I think being super busy is stressful and I've definitely gotten a lot less sleep than any other point in my life, um, but I, I seriously wouldn't change it for anything. So don't be afraid to take on all these different commitments and responsibilities because you will have a blast with it if it is stuff that you truly want to do. And one quick thing to go off of like Phoebe's point there is like, um, I agree that it like can be overwhelming to like look at all these opportunities. And um, my biggest thing too with rowing especially is um, yes, practices are early, so pros and cons to that, but like the, get, the biggest pro to that is like, what else are you doing between the hours of 5 a.m. and like 8.30 <laughs> a.m.? Like, yes, there's the odd like 8.10 or the 7.40 class that you might have, but like, um, like we touched upon earlier, like at least the women's team like made accommodations for that so that like those students who do have those classes can attend at least half of a practice on those days, so... I think it is doable, and like Phoebe said, I think coaches and teammates are very understanding of you have to put the student first and the student athlete. Well, Phoebe, Mackenzie, Nick, thank you all so much for joining me here today. I truly didn't know a lot about rowing, and I do love to learn uh, all of the boat jokes. I can't wait to make more of them, and I'm <laughs> going to do my best to come out to a race sometime soon in the spring. That is my goal. I will see each and every one of you there. <laughs> yes, please. That would be so exciting. Uh, for all things rowing, schedules, and rosters, please check us out at catholicathletics.com. For Cardinal athletes, make sure to give me a like and a search on Twitter. I forgot my handle. I think it's cardath underscore C-U-A. Uh, but if you search up Cardinal athletes, I do pop up, and I am followed by the athletics department. A big thank you to Jeff, Angelo, and Olivia at the communications division of the athletics department. Ms. Moser and the Media and Communications Department for letting me use the podcasting studio, and to Anthony and Anna at WCUA for being my sound people and letting me put this up on Spotify. The three of you truly were a joy to have here, and thank you so much. I wish you guys so much luck in the spring, and I can't wait to hear how you guys do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.